1: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hell. It is Thursday. That means we're talking pro wrestling. Hopefully, you guys checked out our other two shows this week. We had Boxing and MMA together because we did a full hip-hop show on Drake's album release and the Best Rapper Alive title for right now. Make sure you guys go check those two out. Really fun people hitting us up on Twitter over those. Check out our YouTube clips of both of those shows and this show coming out all weekend long. It'll also be on Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, I think that's going to be the new working order. It's just bombarding clips over the weekend, shows during the week, so you guys can listen to full episodes and then get your clips over the weekend. So that should be a really fun uh, thing to start up again. And we have tons of content up there right now so we appreciate you all for always listening thank you guys for leaving reviews because now the reviews are rolling in and that is oh they are yeah i don't look at anything i have no idea what's going on yeah i was looking at i don't use um spotify very often but i went on there we have likes and reviews and stuff on there well thank you yeah we have five stars on Spotify. not one negative review hey yeah apple might be like four point Someone might think. Oh, somebody's that. a dick. <laughs> Someone that was
2: really like, God damn it, Kel, and didn't, you know, didn't it, like our podcast. It's funny because we've done this podcast all these years, and I've never like asked y'all to review our show or to like our show because I didn't think it mattered. And then for some finally I found out, oh, that shit does matter. It really does. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. It, it was your SEO, everything. Yeah, it you up the algo. So yeah, if you are listening to this show today, <laughs> your first time, your 20th time, your, how many episodes have we done? shit episodes yeah we're in the 600 range yeah if, you, if this is your 600 time listen to the episode yeah, and you haven't done it yet leave okay. a review review us give us a glowing review if you don't like me or you don't like hell you can say that in the review but don't let it affect your star rating Just yeah give us a compliment
1: review. my old dcs that i had to hang up if you're gonna leave a review Just, don't do you know, that makes make everyone realize that they missed the dcs and i gotta bring nobody misses
2: the dcs except you you got on Nikes. You got everybody's Plus on, and they look much better than the goddamn I fat ass. Can't put ass them face. on the table though. It's not as cool. Well, it's, no, that wasn't cool. Putting DCs on the table was. It lovely. was very. It was a moment in time. They were heavy. It did it. shit hit the table like fat laces. Boom! Like you knew it was here. Like that. I'm telling you, that's going to go down in podcast lore. That's like you know, like Super Mario. I think he would wear DCs. <laughs> he got stomped Cooper Troopers and shit In like 5
1: years people are like Oh you guys are big time all this shit And they're gonna like go back and someone's gonna revisit The podcast and they're just gonna see A big ass DC at the desk And be like these guys are crazy
2: No they didn't say you were crazy <laughs> not me I'm good For the record Andreas secretly supports me wearing DC's Never <laughs> That's never happened in the history of man <laughs> Just throwing me under the bus That's not, That's just the truth is that under the bus Yeah you put yourself under the bus. <laughs> I just took off the emergency brake and let that shit roll over. Well, we're starting with the wrestling. We're talking about someone actually getting thrown on the bus. Vincent
1: Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. Won the jokes. Twitter may be X now and shit has changed. The jokes, when they get joking, are still rolling. Yeah, they are. Because, boy, I've seen Vince McMahon's head just photoshopped on top of Shawn Michaels. Or, excuse me, on top of Marty Jannetty. With Ari super kicking him at Shawn Michaels. I've seen tons of a choke slam. They did, they did the Braun Breaker joint. Someone uh did the Christian Cage lean in hug mm. to Edge moment with Ari Emanuel doing that to Vince. The jokes have been hilarious. And that's because Ari had to go and talk about this WWE UFC merger and uh why the stocks dropped like 40% or something, I believe is the number. Um the stock drop. Well, they were expecting a 40% increase. Didn't happen, so their stocks dropped. And then he gave three reasons why. Obviously, it was like, it's just the current market. One, they haven't sold Raw yet, which is the flagship show. They expect a huge increase in money for that. And then three, and mind you, no one asked him for this rundown, was probably Vince McMahon in our deal, being a part of the deal. Wanted to be able to put, at any point in time, his stock up, I guess, just sell it whenever he wants. And then he's 78 years old. He's been working at this for decades and decades. So I think those three are back-to-back issues.
2: Yeah, it ain't the 78 years old that's the issue. It's, he's a liability. Yes, he's a liability. With no stock options. The walking creep show. Yes. And
1: they don't know what's going to come out next or new or old. Um, him walking into and just changing shit on a whim never know. Doesn't seem to be great for ratings. And now it seems like they're letting Sean do Sean in NXT and trips do trips on the main roster for the most part. I mean, you know, a random ass Becky Lynch match changing last second aside. It seems like those two people have more control with this merger, which is something villain Vince posing during the little contract signing did not hint at at
2: first. No, villain Vince. That's the mustache, the dye. <laughs> he looks so fucking ridiculous. This shit, he doesn't look real. And everybody, I know everybody there is like, who going to tell him? They'd be like, Hunter, can you tell him? I'm not telling him shit. Like, nobody's going to tell Vince McMahon he looks like the villain. He looks like Dick Dastardly from Wacky does. Man. Vince has always had an affinity for way too dark. Yeah. Like beard and mustache, even hair dye. Well, I mean, yo, look at the roster. Nobody's gray in WWE, no matter how, how old they are. No. And Vince is, like, still on the peripheral now and gone. And people still won't go gray. No, Champa's the only one. Champa brought it back. Yeah. Trips is
1: letting him rock. But for a second... I remember he debuted. They dyed the shit out of that. Died the shit out of his beard. Braun Breaker
2: has the full heel Hogan. It's, it's crazy. They all look like they got shoe polish on their yeah. face. I but think they gave it to Brian Pillman in this promo. My man is scared of getting old. Vince, you're old. Like, there's nothing you can do about 78, it. 78, 78, my man. He yeah. wants to live to like 100. He might, but he still be old. Like, yeah. you're you 100 this, years old. There's nothing young about 100. No dye in your beard can take away the fact that you're a century old. A century. His Bluetooth subscription must be through the roof. Bruh. My, my man is just. I don't even know like, if he's allowed to use that shit. I don't know. He's like, yo, I'm by hook or by crook. I am, I'm staying young. Like, yo, Vince is almost 100 years old. Like, he lived, like, through the civil rights era. He's three quarters of the way there. Right. Like, About to be four fifths. He lived during when, you know, there was no. Forget the internet. Forget cell phones. Black and white televisions and goddamn segregated schools.
1: I'm not that old. Yes, he is. He was born in like 50.
2: 1965. No, 1945. Thank you. Would be when he was born. Segregation, black and white TV. Fools were still listening my to radio. Was that age. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, in America? Yeah. Why do you think Vince thinks the way he thinks? I guess so. His heyday was like Vietnam War. Like he was Yeah, <laughs> he's still- definitely xenophobic. Right, like all those things hold true. So here he is, old as shit, watching the LGBTQ. I'm sure he doesn't know what that means. He has no clue what this. He doesn't like a rainbow. No. He uses a bunch of words that he shouldn't use He's like the MAGA people to call it alphabet people and shit. Yeah, he don't care. And, you know, he just don't want to be old. He's No, I'm going to put this shoe polish on my face and this this evil mustache. And and apparently he's just kryptonite for the stock. (laughs) Yeah, nobody wants that goofy old man there anymore. He's not conducive to proper business. They don't They don't want it. And for him. a second, I don't know how Ari thought
1: parading him. You know, oh, he'll be here for as long as he wants. I don't think he had a life- choice.
2: Lifetime thing. I think it was like, yo. think he hoodwinked him? No, it was just one of those things where, yo, we want WWE. And what's the contingency? Well, you got to take Vince. Ah, uh, Well, how much did the company make last year? All this money. But you still got to take Vince. Uh, and eventually you go, well, he'll die soon. So <laughs> we'll just wait him out. The only problem that you do with, like, like people like Vince and Trump, they just don't die. No. Like, they just stay around forever. They outlive out of you. spite. Yeah. Evil. Evil lives forever. The good die young. Like, so Vince McMahon, Ari Emanuel's, like, basically, like, he'll be senile soon if he's not already. And he but won't. He'll still try to make these decisions while senile. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, you have to wait him out. Just <laughs> Stall him out. Just stall him out. And eventually he'll go away. But right now, he came, he's part of the package deal. Like we say in boxing, it's like Father Time is undefeated. I'm not sure if that's the case with Vince. Yo, Father Time is not undefeated with Vince, Vince Man, whooping its ass yeah. right now. Like, Father Time is like, damn, I can't get this one out of here. Ten, eight rounds. Yeah, I can't like, get him out the paint. At all. He's like Shaq in the block. Yo,
1: the man left got a new face. It, it, Came yeah. back.
2: Man, every time something happens to him, he's got a neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Vince, you did some criminal activity. Ah, oh, my back. my spine. Like What? I need a back. I need a backy out of me. <laughs> Just lacing the neck brace up. What do you mean criminal? Yeah. I and mean, then next thing yeah.
1: you know, this one hugger is on stage at Wall Street. They don't say No neck brace, no nothing. It's like it was a work.
2: Right. Him and Hulk Hogan might die together.
1: That'd be some shit. Holding hands. No, nah, Hulk's living, living forever, too. Of all the people that died during that era of wrestling and all the steroids people took and all the wild shit. It's actually amazing that Hulk Hogan is still, like, very functional. It, yo, it's,
2: it's not only that he's alive, he's very functional. It's crazy the concept that live a clean life, don't do drugs, you'll live longer. It's not true. No. Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan did all the drugs, lied to us, said, take your vitamins. We took our vitamins, we died. <laughs> he took the steroids, he's still here. Still. Ripped. And my man has had my man has had the same hairstyle with that just that shit hanging on in the back of his head since I was born. Yep. He's never had a full head of hair. He's been old since I was young. No, that's crazy. He's going bald
1: since you were young.
2: Yeah. Since the day I saw him, he was going bald. And I was like, man, he's I've old. never seen him with a full head. And he's still here telling lies. <laughs> my man's the most he, like he's an incredible liar I was WCW I had hair I just chose to it, no, just chose to shave it's comedic I know people have seen the thread of Hulk Hogan's lies yeah. it, which was a fantastic thread but the man just lies he just he lies he
1: purposely lies or like he just don't remember shit oh, like it, on some like drug induced like I don't even fucking it's a combination
2: I mean. of you told the lie so many times it becomes the truth and who's gonna refute it that's what he thinks but then people are like yo you weren't there like <laughs> Got receipts. Yeah, then he would say that he did a, a some about with some kid dying, but the kid died three years before it happened. Like he he was on some other lie stuff, but he doesn't. He also he just doesn't care. Oh, what, are you, what are you gonna do?
1: So cold. He's alive. That's him and Sting are alive, and I'm so glad Sting is still wrestling. That's insane. Yeah, I don't even know how old Sting is. Sting is old as Hogan,
2: like 58. I mean, Ric Flair is still here. But y'all, Flair still wrestling. My man. My man survived a plane crash. To be fair, Father Tom's trying to him, get him out of pain several times. That man, the, the epitome of kicking out a two and three quarters <laughs> Every time. Yo, I mean, if you would think that. stick, No way. This is the wrong sting. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're looking at the singer thing. Yeah. I was like, no way. That's his age. If you are one of those people that think that destiny is preordained, right? And, you know, whatever happens is in God's plan or whatever you want to call it. Rick Flair has bucked that theory plenty of times. Yeah. Again, he was in a plane crash and lived. And, you know, God was like, I can't get this fool out the paint. Let me try again. He was in
1: a plane crash, lived, and then instead of being like, yo, that's pretty crazy, just started drinking. Yeah, he drank every, he did everything. Every day. Like, yo, fuck it. If it takes me out of pain, I'm,
2: and it just, he's pickled himself. Like, who has had more sexual exploits, Rick Flair or Magic Johnson?
1: Rick got magic.
2: Yeah, by by a good
1: amount. Rick Flair ain't never had age. No, yeah, like nothing slowed down Rick. Like no. f- for a second, Magic had to step back and be like, "Yo, let me chill for a yeah. second. Rick's never chill. No, he's not
2: Kareem numbers. Are we sure?
1: I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, Everybody on took a like a like Space Rick. Mountain, boy, like <laughs> God damn. But <sighs> man
1: is this he- ride, longest line. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Rick is still going. That's why... That's what's like mind boggling. I know he's a married man, all this stuff. I don't know what married people agree to. I don't know what I this feel, married man agrees to. I feel like Rick's just like, yo, I need like two hall passes a year. Hall passes. You think he asked for a hall pass? I think now Rick, like, him yeah, and his right. wife seem like very happy and like very cool and communicating, where she knows who Ric Flair is. Yeah. So he's just like, maybe not asking, but he's like, yo, you hey, know, man, I drink every day. Like, just don't ask, I don't might, tell in that yeah, house. I might hit something, but I'm coming home. Don't worry about that. And baby. I'm sure I'm she just, home. she
2: just dares him go. Cause you might die the next time. Hey, you might die. You, you take that risk. You'll have a stroke. Yeah. And Rick's like, I'm going to take that that's risk. The go. <laughs>
1: go, that's the way I'm going to go. I'm going out. That's <laughs> the
2: way I'm going to go. They made it. They didn't do 30 for 30. Then did documentaries on Rick. All I'm sure every producer involved was like, well, he's going to die in a couple of years. So we should do this. There's more story to this man. Every time. Holy shit. man, still wrestling trying to. His career
1: lasted longer than Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart by a decade.
2: Yo. Two decades. Two decades. When Jeff, when I interviewed Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett told me that we almost killed Ric Flair. Like, the way him and Jay Lethal were telling me this story about, because I think they were getting double or nothing. Yeah, the tag team. match. And he was like, I was like, well, you know, how do you pivot off of working Flair? He's like, well, we ain't got to worry about our opponent dying in the ring. I said, damn. He was like, no, seriously, like, as this match was going, I was like, oh, is he going to die like now? Yeah, that's color how, like he full you. That's how mass. he lives. He lives on the brink of death. Like yeah. you might pin him and get the count of three. And then you'd be like, oh, Rick. And then he just doesn't get up. It's over. That's probably how Rick's going to go. He's going to die like in the sharpshooter or some shit.
1: Damn, that's one hell of a story if he does. though,
2: It'd be morbid, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Sting is 64 years old. Yeah, Sting
2: is fine. <laughs> He's
1: 64
2: He's a years maniac. Old. He's still jumping off of shit. Still going. But the thing about Sting is, like, he took some time off. It feels like Ric Flair never takes time off. No. He'll wrestle anywhere. If Sting
1: started wrestling at 24, he's 40 years deep in the game. Yeah, Rick's been here longer. 40 years is a long fucking time. He's better than Hogan. That's, Rick is 74. So Sting's not that much younger than Rick. I mean, 10 years
2: is 10 years when you get to that age. Yeah. Because all it is. Kevin Nash is 64? All it is, once you get to 60, it's a countdown clock. You just never know when they're going to punch your ticket. You wake up every morning like wondering, is it that's time? It's super morbid. It's true. It's true. We're, like We're when, not dangerously far from 60. I'm just saying, like, at this age right now, you start going, oh, my best years are behind me, right? Like, I'm halfway there. And when you're, when you're 74, hello, Death, how you doing? Man, Vince. I ain't ready to go yet. We live as long as Vince. We ain't even halfway. But that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, once you cross the 60-year-old threshold, anything can happen. It, anything can happen you are riding that ride you were punching your ticket and you were just waiting for the worst to happen you're not thinking <laughs> oh yeah I got ain't nobody 60 years old I have definitely got another 10 to 15 years in the game I'm sure that, like right now I can say beyond like some wild car accident or a plane crash or some goofy accident Jesus. I'm going to be here a little bit longer yes but I, Rick, Rick Flair wakes up every morning I'm sure Charlotte puts her finger under Rick's nose to make sure he's still breathing every morning and Rick's like I'm still here that's horrible just saying, is this, what, this is what it is. Jesus. At 74, I feel like 75 is when you really got to worry. Who the hell's big? Be- like, okay. yo, when I First hit 75, all, if if I may you, not, like, I'm sorry. every day could be the last. If you're black, it's not 75. It's 60. The clock is ticking. At 60? Come on, man. Like, if anybody black is listening to the show, do you have family members who didn't make it past 65? Sure. Maybe. No. No, all my family members, outside
1: of like random circumstances and like get shot or something. Um Now I guess my grandfather's brothers, like they had cancer. Everyone has like prostate cancer,
2: but they just refused to get that shit checked.
1: So I'm I just saying, it's part it. of the problem between but high ones cholesterol, did, like
2: everything—cholesterol, blood pressure. You
1: look at all the things that yeah, kill but black. We ain't eating like you ain't got to like. Fucking fried
2: chicken. It doesn't matter. It's hereditary. It just comes with you. You can't escape it. It's like Vince McMahon. It's, black it's lurking. It's black. T- yeah. He's, he's the cholesterol of WWE. Yeah. He ain't never going away. <laughs> never no matter what away. you do, you can change it's your diet. Inevitable. It's still in your blood. <laughs> High cholesterol. Vince McMahon. Vince, Same <laughs> thing. That's fucking wild. That
1: 75 was my day. Damn, 60. 60 is... I'm just saying the clock the is ticking. At 60, you're just wondering. I just talked to my dad like a week ago. My dad turned 55
2: a week ago. Yeah. I called him and I was like, yo, you a double nickel. I was yeah. like, damn. You, I mean, you like, still feel good. But man, I'm just saying once you cross that threshold, the, the best years are behind you. Ticket. Like, you started counting your, your days. You're like, ah, oh, how much shit can I get done in the next 5 to 7? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I'm just...
1: <laughs> yo... If we're doing this show, like Kornheiser, will bond status. Wow. If we're doing this show and you're 60, not horribly far. We can, we can do it. When we're doing this show and you're 60, I'm going to be laughing so fucking much. Every day we get on the, on the mics, like, you still here? Like, I'm glad. Yeah. Nah, you man. You take it?
2: Nah, just... I'm the Magic Johnson Me, I'm not going to be there. If I'm not doing this podcast at 60-something. 60 You know ago. what you're going to do? At 60? What else are you going to do? I mean, what else I'm going to do? What you gonna do? I ain't gonna be beholden to some job, that's for sure. It's not a job, we just shoot the shit. You're gonna talk to me anyway. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna wanna get out of the bed to do that. That's fair. Tony
1: Kornheiser no longer gets out of bed. Okay, <laughs> like, you'll probably have a lot more money when we're 60, 16. I gotta be like, yo, you wanna just set up? You're like, yeah. You got a full ass studio. All of your kids are gonna be grown, they ain't gonna be crying. So it's just gonna be like, all right, I can just go in my basement or my attic, and that's me talking to Dre every week. You damn sure ain't coming in. I know how hard it is to get you out of the house now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, you're not. Good luck. No, no. 60. No. At this point, we will have to build you your own unit in the crib. I know how this goes. Yeah. So that, that's new. we don't even got to reach 60 for that to happen.
2: That Man. ain't long
1: long off in the future. That's very. Like, yo, when's the last time we saw Dre in person? I see him every
2: week, but in person, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the ghost. I'm the ghost. Of yeah, fans. I went
1: to watch wrestling at his crib. I don't, this is last time I saw Dre, uh, we could talk about.
2: I guess AEW first. Well, all right. So do we, when do we want to talk about... Because we got to talk about Fastlane. Because I almost forgot Fastlane happened. Fastlane happened? Saturday. Oh, no. All right. We'll roll that towards end. And end. Then, then we talk about this, you know, the NXT, AEW, Dynamite shit. No, AEW and NXT got to go first. All right, let's do it. So
1: AEW has to run on Tuesday. Yep, because of baseball. And the reason why we got to talk about this first... Tony Khan has
2: lost his shit since this has happened. He hasn't lost it. He's just acting out. What? You are a billionaire, sir. D- dog, he's a billionaire. Beefing, beefing with the
1: WWM, I'm just taking that one. Cool. You want to do that. You want to beef. You want to talk about WWE, whatever. The perception of fans towards that. And a lot of the talent always like, yo, this tribalism shit makes no sense. Like, it's we're stupid. all rooting for each other. This makes no sense. Yes. You know, we want everyone to win. The more money is more money. And Tony's completely feeding into the tribalism. Well, no, Tony's—he's
2: not feeding into tribalism. It's his business.
1: Sure, but you can just not say any,
2: Thank you. Wish you best your future. Endeavors. No, I agree. Not, I, I agree with that. Company. But it's not tribalism when you own the business. Like it's not tribal. If I fucking own the Yankees, fuck the Mets. No, he's—that's not tribalism. He's fueling the tribalism as it is. Yes,
1: and doing so now by going after fans and random Joe Schmoes on Twitter. Like, who are you talking to? If I am a billionaire, I'm sorry you are not talking to me if you don't have a hundred mil.
0: Well, we have
1: nothing to talk about. We have nothing in common. And you are not getting response from me. We are in two different tax brackets. Yes. No, no. I don't know who you are. Peasant, do not
2: speak to me Well, if I had his level of money. I agree. In fairness, if Vince McMahon was younger, he'd be doing the same shit.
1: That is, that is not a lie.
2: But he's not. Thank God Vince did not have Twitter. So the issue is, like, obviously these two, NXT and uh, AEW go head-to-head. Dynamite versus NXT. Tony Khan has just been vocal on Twitter. My issue with Tony, like, doing this on Twitter is it's punching down. Right? Nobody wants to like a billionaire. Like, nobody... You don't ever look at a billionaire and look at them as the good guy in the room. Because you always figure, ah, you privileged douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) But Tony comes from the school of message boards, and he's a wrestling fan. And the one thing that stays true to wrestling fans, especially somebody like Tony Khan, it's not a, uh, it's not like having floor seats at the Laker game, right? Because there's levels to being a Lakers fan. There's floor seats, box seats. If you go to like ECW shows, there ain't no like, oh, you're first row of You're just a wrestling fan. Like, we're a community. Tony still feels like he's part of this community. Now he just runs a business. The reality is, you're a billionaire who likes pro wrestling and gets to do what you want. Your job is to shut up, yeah. right? In this case, to your point, WWE ran this massively grotesque counter-programming thing with NXT, yeah. right? I, and we'll, we'll dig deep in that. I thought it was the goofiest thing ever because it just, it was ridiculous. Tony took that as shots at him and his business, which I understand, yeah. right? If we're a secondary promotion that you're not worried about, why are you doing all this? But you're never going, like, right now, you have to remember, AEW is still not, not even close to a decade old. It's a half a decade old. WWE is an institution. It's been here 40 years. Yeah, You're not going to win when they load it up with legacy acts, no matter what you think. So your best bet is to go, let them do what they're going to do. I'm yeah, going to do yeah. what I do. The fans will choose. Or just watch them both. Good luck. That's what I feel like Tony should do. But ever since the Ariel Helwani situation with Ariel was, uh, when he did Ariel's uh, MMA hour. Yeah. And then Ariel was doing WWE programming. And then Ariel did the Triple H and Nick Khan interviews. And Tony felt a way about it because he was like, well, the questions are different. Yes. And, you know, he came at me one way and he let them off the hook. Ever since then, he has felt the difference between being treated like a WWE superstar and being treated like an AEW superstar. He felt the difference in how they're handled in the media. Now he feels like it's competition, but it's still not. Like, no matter what, no matter who wins the World Series this year, you're not the Yankees. No.
1: <laughs> like, you're not seriously. catching them. Like, you,
2: you're just not. In turn, like, no matter, I mean, you know, it's the Dallas Cowboys and the NFL. Like, if the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl, they're not the Cowboys. The Cowboys can go 0 16 it, or 0 17. It doesn't matter. In the NBA, the Clippers will never be the Lakers. It just doesn't matter. Now, pro wrestling terms, you're, you have such a long way to go to beat WWE. That you shouldn't even worry about beating them. You should just worry about continuing to put on a good product and the fans will come and let them tell the story. But you going out here taking shots at Vince, bang, bang, like they're going to beat you eventually because eventually they will bleed you and your company. <laughs> yeah. Right. Eventually, that's what's going. If, if Vince was here, he's very fortunate that Vince is not here. Vince is petty. Yeah. Not saying what, the NXT, what NXT did was very petty. With like, and I'm sure there's a hunter and something. That's like thing. a hunter,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's like, yo, me and my
2: bro are gonna link up real quick, yeah. like, to just show you. Real it's quick. petty, but Vince yeah. is super petty. Yes, and he would just all out war until you you tap out, right? And that's why do you want to invite that kind of young Vince is an animal. Young Vince is a savage, a competitor. He destroyed them. Like he bought WCW, but he ruined the regions. Like he tore them down. Handshake deals. He said, "What handshake deal?" Everybody was like, "Oh, we're we're sharing talent." He was like, "Bitch, no, we not. We not." And he destroyed the regions to create WWE. Come here. He's mine. Yep, that's mine. This is mine. Oh, we have a TV rights deal. Well, we're not supposed to do that. Fuck your rules. And now WWE is where it's at. It's grimy business, but it's what it is. He's fortunate Vince isn't here. I just wish Tony would just let the product speak for itself. I don't need Tony to tell me to tune into AEW. No. It doesn't help. I think if he wasn't doing this, people would, one, be
1: carrying the narrative themselves. Maybe they watch both. And those who did watch both would say, A.W. had the better show that night. And they did. But if you, all you gotta do is shut up. That's it. But he's kind of hijacked the narrative. So people are going with it and talking about him. And it's like, he's done it several times. Like, don't undermine the talent. Nah, man. Like, let them
2: shine and speak for you. Yeah. Tony, I think, Again, Pat Tony on this podcast, and I've I've been very transparent with people. I've talked to Tony in the past. He is a mark. He is a pro wrestling fan. He loves this shit. And he specifically loves the art of pro wrestling. He adores it. But the problem is, is that what you are doing is pro wrestling. What Vince is doing is sports entertainment. What Hunter is doing is sports entertainment. You are battling an institution. You are never going to be as important as the talent in the ring. You're not. You don't have that kind of personality. You don't have that kind of charisma. You know, even when he comes out, let's fucking go. It looks silly. Him dancing with Daniel Garcia. It looks silly. While you might think it's cute. There are people like ribbing him all the time. Mm. You just kind of got to let it go and just put on the best shows that you can. You've got Adam Copeland. Like you, you are acquiring talent and you are putting on good product and you are doing much better than people on the other side expected AEW to do. So just let it rip. Don't, don't go after them. It's just, you can't win, man. You can't. You'll never win. Not in the rate, especially not in the ratings war. No. Like, so then we get to that. They both run shows. It's not
1: your night, right? Like, you're moving to a no. different night. Right. Whenever you got to do that, your ratings are going to dip. Of course. No matter what. Um, you know, SmackDown goes FS1. It takes a major dip. If you move something to a different channel, different thing, it's, it's tough to pop the same rating. Yeah. Your fans don't all follow you. Right. Many people just creature a habit. Like, yo, I watch this on Wednesdays. Yes. If it's not on Wednesday, well, I'm doing something else on Tuesday. And that is just my, my habit. So you might not be able to get all those same viewers. Hence, now the numbers come out and NXT have their people or creatures of habit. And they have all the people from the main roster and watch that to just want to see, seen us first time in NXT, take us first time in NXT. Uh, Shit, you can keep going. Cody's first time in NXT.
2: Undertaker, <laughs> like they roll the corpse of the Undertaker out in NXT. Asuka. everybody, what are you doing? Shashi was there.
1: Everybody, Uh Shashi hosts
2: the thing. I'm so, just saying, it's just yeah, like you loaded what are you it doing?
1: up. Come back, come LA Night. What you doing? You're super over. Come down here to Orlando. So they just loaded the show, and then they popped a 930 thousand viewer rating, which is actually really good for NXT, and. AW Dynamite, which is their flagship show, does six twenty,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just like now it looks like you lost by a half a third of a margin. But it's just one of those things where if you didn't make this big hoopla and feed into the comparisons, even if they were counter programming, let everyone else just whisper about that. Let them talk about that. Feeding into it now, it's like okay, now you definitely want to compare the two shows. Now you definitely want to smoke them. You're coming in, you're talking shit, and now. The people, and I usually hate people that bring up stats and quarter. The, there's a lot of other shit that goes into this, a ton that matters and doesn't matter. And people act like they know the ins and outs of fucking television broadcast stats. But when Tony starts talking about it, listen, and people throw the stats in your face, you gotta eat that. Yeah. Because whether they know it or not, like, you made it a big thing. And then he comes back and he says, like, well, history was made. On that other show, it's like the first time Cena and Taker have been on a show and it didn't pop a one million rating. Mm-hmm. It's just like, really? That's your retort?
2: Like, yeah, I just, uh, while like, it's they true. They your ass. Yeah, it's like, while, while it's like, true. They didn't get a mill though. While it's true, who cares? And, all right, I'm going to start with NXT. NXT felt like I was watching an episode of The Simpsons where they brought every single character that's ever been on that show back for, like, one episode. That it was so full of talent, there was no story. The end of Seinfeld, it was just it was so, just running in cameos through the whole show because it's inconsequential to the future NXT. Cody's big announcement was the Dusty Classic, which we should have saw. Come. Yeah, we should have saw it. I completely forgot about it, right? Like, Cena. and GM for the night. That was like he was good in that role. I mean, Cody's great if it was just Cody as GM for the night, I would have been right. Yeah, it's fine, but then you had the Oscar match against uh Roxanne Perez, which was like, why? Yeah, it's pretty good, but yeah, it made no you sense. Just beat her. Uh, I having. Undertaker at the end is like the biggest problem for me. LA night was a weird thing. The LA night was weird, but here's my problem with Taker. You announce Taker's going to be there. Now, Taker ain't do shit. He's retired. You announce Taker's going to be there because you're like, maybe I'll just get the old heads tuning in as well. It's yeah. like a last-ditch effort to get people to come in. But what do you use them for? Braun Breaker loses the Carmelo Hayes in the main event. Yeah. Braun Breaker attacks Carmelo Hayes, says he's the biggest badass. Cue the Undertaker. The Undertaker rolls his own his old ass out there and choke slams the young talent kind of burying the young talent trying. To. Why are we doing this? Yeah. If you're trying to prop up Braun Breaker as a badass, he should never get, he should have beat up the undertaker. Yes. Yes, he should have. We did this the wrong way to pop a rating. And it, to me, it's like, I don't know how NXT talent felt about this, but it's like, yo, we, what is this? Cause we can't do none of this next week. I think they
1: they feel like many young talent is. is like I shared, one, the ring with someone I watched all my life. And then, two, like, okay, because this is what they're told. Just being in the ring with them is giving you a rub, which has always been false to me. Like, no, it's cool to be in the ring in the same vicinity. I can say I shared that ring with this person, but you still have to make it make sense. And if you really want me to get the rub, you have to put me over against them. Because they're going home for the next five years, four years. They don't have anything to protect. If Taker eats, which is tough, Braun's finisher, then we have something. If Braun hits him with a chair. Anything. Anything. Now we have something. Taker, you go, you lay down. Cool. And then you just, Braun is laughing up the ramp at Carmelo's like, I'm going to catch you back. Trying to take care of Taker. Cool. Now we're in business. Right. Now he's a more... He's a much bigger
2: heel because he did that to the legendary guy who's a fan favorite. But the problem is he lost to Baron Corbin, he lost to Carmelo Hayes, and now he kinda lost to the Undertaker. Yeah. What exactly are we doing here to Papa Rating? He's losing momentum. Like my man had Paul Heyman for no reason. There's no reason whatsoever. There's no attachment to the bloodline. Good promo by Paul. But Paul, he, could, he, does it in his, he does this in his sleep. He could do a good promo for me and you for the Corner Podcast right now. Wanna, let, let's hit him up. Let's see what yeah, he Probably could. The point is, is like there is nothing there. There's nothing that says, oh, Paul Heyman's involvement is going to lead to something with Paul Heyman and Braun down the line. We, we did nothing with any of this. Roxanne Perez losing to Asuka? For what? What did we prove here? Nothing. That she can hang again.
1: That match... It was just too much it, on top of another and another and another. And like they tried to shoehorn some pretty good wrestling in there. But it just like was flooded I mean, out by it, the Million Cameo.
2: Yeah. You, you know, Rich Holland shows up. So you have the Brawling Brutes against like Dallas. Them, in the bar fight or whatever it was called. And that's cool. But that's that's cool for NXT. Should it, to me, I didn't mind. Like if Cody was a GM, cool. But it was cheap. Everything felt cheap. Everything they did, it was completely pointless to the the growth of NXT. Yep. NXT has done a really good job. I've said it before, retooling, making me want to be interested in the show. This show sucked. This wasn't like a real show. I feel like they didn't treat it like a real show. This is going to be
1: like the blip that never happened.
2: Well, yeah, this is like the Halloween episode of The Simpsons that yeah. they do every year. Yeah, it doesn't have it has has no yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Cohesion, no. But they did it as a popper, and so it felt cheap. Whereas AEW on Dynamite, they actually furthered storylines. Yeah. So it's like one show did the storylines with good pro wrestling. The other one was just trying to pop a number by adding names because you look at it. If you're a casual and you go, oh, Cena, Taker, uh, LA, well, they didn't even announce LA Knight, Heyman, uh, Oscar, you know, Cody, did Kevin Owens show up? He announced he was supposed to be at NXT on Twitter.
1: Yeah. He
2: didn't show up, did he?
1: No, I don't think so. I guess he pulled that back. He wanted to pick a fight because he lost on Monday. And then didn't go. They just fight. ignored it. Yeah. They're just like, ah, eh, never You're mind. There's only so much time in the show. They realized, like, you know what? Like, and it's like, was gonna fly.
2: NXT is as big as a studio. You're doing all this for, like, I uh-huh. guess people are like sitting on laps. Like, like that what place are we? Was packed. Yeah, just I'm just saying. What are we doing? What are we? I I didn't like this show. I didn't get it. I felt it was wholly unnecessary. You could have d- used Cena and Cody and probably done the same rating. Yeah. At least the show Would just have had some cohesion
1: Cena and Oscar
2: like, Yeah it, it was too Cody much Cody and Oscar. It was too The show was too much And yeah. I, I hated it Because it just It Didn't disrupted Taker. It. it No And Braun needs an edge Like yeah. I can't keep Having this man lose It's dumb Old man Taker Should not be Choke slamming Braun Breaker. No Braun just takes the east John ha- And Braun having to jump One two three Jump Ah Can't even pick me up Old man Got no, arthritis In
0: both your knees <laughs> Cut it out <laughs>
1: Uh, on the AEW side of things, they kicked off with Danielson versus Swerve, which
2: was the best match on Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, say it again. Swerve is, he's in his bag right It's his now. house. That Swerve's house. It gets louder every single week. And he's a heel. And he's a heel. <laughs> and it's be- the beautiful thing about AEW is that as long as they, like there's a lot of tweener roles in AEW, yeah. right? And as long as they don't turn Swerve babyface, they're fine. Yeah. Like, they don't have to turn him babyface. Let the crowd pop for him. Let him do his thing. But he had a great match with Danielson. Danielson goes over. Obviously, Hangman gets involved. So that feud is clearly not finished. No, nope. And we had a great match. <laughs> and the best part about it, Christian Cage says, it's 30 minutes of no commercials because of me. me. Not because of Tony Khan. Yo, Christian Cage is one of the best heels in the business right now. He might be the top heel. Roman's gone for right now. Who's a better heel than Christian Cage right now? Only, only Gunther because he wrestled. Yeah, but as like a heel- wrestle, wrestle. On the stick, like, when you yeah. put a microphone in Christian Cage, and if, if anybody's dead in your family, he's coming for him. Yeah. You got parents? You got a mom? I'm coming for it, too. The him and Edge hug. Oh, go
1: fuck yourself? Go fuck oh, yourself. Oh, my God. And it having to be bleeped, and people are frantically
2: looking for the uncensored version- Genius. It was brilliant, but Christian. There again, this is one of those situations because I, I saw people on the other side. Well, you guys had Adam Copeland, Christian Cage, and Brian Danielson only did six hundred thousand. That's not the point. Like Cena, it's not all about stats. Yeah, that, none of this, none of this matters. But watching Christian Cage operate in this space again, he's the weirdest story. I can't wait for him to write a book or something. How it never worked in WWE for me, but it worked everywhere else. Yeah. Like, what he has done at AEW, what he did at Impact, wherever he goes, he's on fire. This is arguably, I don't think Adam Copeland can ever catch this version of Christian Cage. No matter what he does, he'll Not have to- AEW. He needs a team with him yeah. in order to catch that fire. Because Cage is brilliant right now. Heel Cage is one of the best things in pro wrestling. And, you know, him having the TNT title, Luchasaurus is being mad confused. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Luchasaurus so is like, hey- and Nick Wayne still being like, "Oh, Dad! Like all of this is <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant, but it was a great opening to Dynamite. Yes, genius. And then, and then we had Edge Luchasaurus, which cool. And yeah, Adam
1: Copeland. Ed, yeah, we Edge. I, call no, I,
2: ain't, I ain't gonna get sued. It's gonna be, it's gonna be hard for us to get. Like I'm doing it right now, consciously calling him Adam Copeland, but he's been Edge for like most of my life. Yeah, no, he's Edge." Like, more than half of my life, this man has wrestled. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong promo is hilarious. <laughs> They're just doing buddy cop shit, and that shit's funny. So, I know this has been a hard pivot because of Cole's injury. I got worried they were going to jump the shark with this stuff, but it's still pretty funny. Right? The way he yells at is ridiculous. The kingdom <laughs> being involved is ridiculous. Him mowing lawns and doing moving furniture and... It's all ridiculous. I want to see where it culminates to. I want to see how this all turns out. But I, it's funny. But you know what's really great? Tony Storm. Oh, amazing. Silent movie. Yeah. During the break. Are you serious right now? Amazing. They, again, I don't know if it's Tony's idea. I'm going to assume it was. And she has turned something that, you know, she was part of the group, the outcast. It's like, oh, this is cool. Now it's just like, oh, just put the title on. It came out of
1: nowhere because it wasn't done within the group. No, like, the, it didn't fit within the group. Like none of this shit. It made slowly had.
2: Like if you watch it, every yeah. week there was slowly something that she was doing that showed her she wasn't really all yeah. there. And then it, it, she just fell all in. Like after, uh, what was that? All in, all that. Which the fuck ever was in London. After that, she like just fully went on with yep. it, and it's been fantastic. Yep. I mean, she attacked a woman with a shoe. <laughs> Watch
1: for the shoe.
2: The tackle of the shoe and the shoe got a monster pop. The shoe. The shoe. AEW finds a way to get the most mundane things over. Body Ridiculous. slams get over by MJF shoes.
1: The next person I'm going to talk about. A cardboard cutout <laughs> of the man is over. Jay White and I hate to say it, but you know my stance on Juice Rock.
2: Come on, man. Leave
1: rock car alone. This motherfucker got a cardboard cutout. Over. And they carry that shit. <laughs> and he carried they came out on tricycles <laughs> and he still has the cardboard cutout. To one point, Jay White stands on the ramp next to the cutout and does the same pose as the cutout. It's so ridiculous. And it's so over. The, yeah. They could sell these cutouts. They better be selling these cutouts.
2: Yeah, they got to get somebody. Cause reverse. they're making
1: money hand over fist. And yeah. they have this in their store. Everyone on social just posing next to the cutout. Incredible. Having Jay White in random places, they're missing out if they don't got that moneymaker already going. And if they do, I'll take royalties if you need. Um, but that was great. Them coming to the ring, the entrances, the guns are funny. Now we get to the other major news in AEW. End up on TMZ Sports. It was the Juice Robinson promo um, towards MJF, where you have Freeman, like a nickels. Um. And then there's a anti-Semitic rhetoric, and all of a sudden we don't got to go back and forth on what people say or um, what they think. And we know many things are happening in the world right now, but it's just uh, another. I want to talk about like the overall thing in terms of AW. To me, this is another example of not having enough people to look over shit. I understand people create their own storylines sometimes people they don't like writers that's one of the charms of going there right like it's not wwe you're not controlling every narrative shit. just have someone look over it i mean we've both been writers you're an editor you're a very good editor we need editors in journalism for a reason yeah. they help a ton because you may think something they'd be like ah nah or they might be like yo this is funny and i get it or this makes sense and I get it. And You guys have been telling these jokes for a while. But the climate right now in the world, let's just chill on this. Maybe we'll bring it up in a promo in like three weeks. Maybe there just isn't the time for it. Even if you don't think or could
2: think, th- not right now. This is difficult, man. I, I think people have grossly overreacted to this. I, I do. Because most of the noise have come from people who don't watch pro wrestling. Sure. Or are on the other side looking for something to pick on. And the reason why I say this is it wasn't like this egregious, like anti-Semitic rant, like Juice basically put Friedman, which is Maxwell Jacob Friedman's name on a roll of coins. that He's going to punch him in the face with right. As like brass knuckles and any other week, we wouldn't think nothing more of it. Now, yes, because of the climate, people are, Finding things to be mad at—that's what social media does. Yep. Um, I don't know if you ran this by anybody at AEW that they would even noticed it. Like they probably would have been like, "Yeah." I mean, they probably would just ran with it because, again, when you operate in a silo, uh, like in pro wrestling, and something that seems ultra sensitive will go past everybody because it was it was such a. Normal thing for them to do. Like this was a any other week, this would have been fine. So I don't think even anybody there would have noticed this and be like, "Don't do that, right?" Yeah. It happened, and then it blew up, and it lands on TMZ, and you're like, "All right." Then you just got to kind of leave it alone, right? Like you just go, "All right, our bad." Like seriously, we were not thinking about the fucking Gaza Strip and Israel-Palestinian conflict that's been going on for decades when we decided to do this segment. We're sorry. We can move on. That's kind of where you can leave it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think there's anything that I promise that I don't think anybody in AEW, there may have been like one person, but anybody that would have been in that position probably would have been so caught up in the rest of the show that they wouldn't have looked at that and said, oh, that's problematic. I just don't think they would have saw it. It's just, again, I didn't, I was watching. I didn't
1: see that per se myself. And then I saw the MJF tweet, which was just like Juice Robinson said something to me on air. Stop uh, Jewish hate, put out like a thing. He's speaking on it. Which he's been doing for months. Months. Yeah, he's speaking on it on Thursday, whatever. Um, And I get it. But it's one of those things where like the tweet fed into it. And then not everyone watches weekly. And that's something else AEW assumes regularly. Well, you should. It's your program. Like you should. see yeah. People watch weekly. Yeah. No. Because when you do something like this and it gets out, you can't be like, "Well, if you watch weekly," now obviously only six hundred thousand people watch weekly, and this got into a uh, circulation much higher than that. So it's one of those things where it's just like, and I, I don't know. I'm not Jewish. I can't tell pe- Jewish people. How I, feel. I haven't talked to anyone who's Jewish who's like watched the pro and said yay or nay on it. I, I don't know, but I would say like. Just wait, like I understand this
2: part is sticked. and all, just wait. And they, I don't. It's not a huge deal to me,
1: but just these little things—the Tony stuff they like,
2: there's just little things that overshadow a lot of good wrestling. Yeah, but you know what? It's already over. It's past. Yeah, like, I mean, the Tony stuff is not this. like. No, this is this yeah. is over. Like. For anybody to want to tell pro wrestling to take things serious and go, oh, this was tone deaf. The fuck do you think Vince McMahon was doing in the 90s? Oh, yeah. That's not the Iraqi war. Right. Or after 9-11. Iron cheek. Or like you pick a xenophobic trope in WWE that was purposefully tone deaf that preyed upon the sensibilities of people who dealt with these social issues globally. Like that's what pro wrestling was built upon domestically.
1: Vince McMahon throwing a do rag when he was hardcore champion. My
2: man said the n word on live television. television. So I don't. I, when people are going like <laughs> it's going to be over for AEW because of this, did you no. watch what WWE he has was done? A wild boy, yo, he was he was boning chicks,
1: right? Younger women, hardcore champion Vince was like, oh, hardcore champion. I'm gonna just act what I think is black.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, like yo, he had he had a penis chopped off on television. He did. He had a woman give birth to a hand. Yes, he did. Like, we've had so many just, like, we things. We had hoe trains and merch. Right. Now, granted, the climate was different. Like, you can get away with a lot of that stuff back then. Sure. Like, gay wrestlers were hilarious back then. Now, you can't get away with that same trope. Yeah. You can't do a Rico and, you know, uh, and, Billy and Billy and Chuck. You can't do that now. Yeah. The climate has changed. But if you're out here looking for pro wrestling to be cinema, you got to chill the fuck out. Because... Cinema. This is not, it's entertainment. And yes, maybe they blew it with a segment that people have found offensive, but it's gone already. It ain't that serious. You can be like, oh, that was not a good idea. You're right. Guess what? It ain't the end of nothing. Social media makes things move so fast that I, for me to get caught up in this and be overly concerned, it's not. Again, if it was an overt reference, if it was overtly anti-Semitic, we got a whole another conversation to have. Yeah. But if we're doing something where it's like, well, we can kind of imply here and yeah, that's, that's I can't feed into that nonsense right now. Tony should know, all right, we got to be more careful. That's about it. Yeah, just chill. Just (laughs) chill, Tony. No headlines. I just need him to Uh, stop tweeting. That's all. Well, Hobbs defeats Chris Jericho. Whoa, okay. He didn't beat him. squashed him. Yes. Which is very like, all right, we've been waiting for them to let the leash off of Hobbs. Hobbs nuking Jericho in that fashion and pins him with a knee on his face. The the pin was so, the the ending was so surprising that people gasped when (laughs) when they were like, he counted three? Yes. Jericho got like no offense in this match. This is how Hobbs should have always been booked. Hopefully this leads to more visibility for Hobbs. Looks like Hobbs is gonna wrestle Samoa Joe this weekend. I don't know no, Joe's going. wrestling. Um, oh my God, I can't remember. Somebody's gonna beat it. Ain't Hobbs. Oh, okay, cool. But if you keep Hobbs on this war path, it's a smart decision. And thank God Jericho's putting somebody over. Oh, Joe against Willie Mack. Yeah, Willie Mack. There you go. You mixed up the two black people. See, if you weren't black, <laughs> yeah, that would have been problematic. It's t- yeah, we've been talking about this on TMZ Sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast that makes <laughs> up two black people anyway shout out to Willie though <laughs> yeah Willie, Willie's gonna get nerfed it is what it is yeah. but uh yeah, they, they might give him some off. Willie always gets know, some he'll offense. get some off he's, he's gonna lose up. he's gonna get choked out yeah but Hobbs is if they book Hobbs like this alright we're on to something because it's smart at this point in Jericho's career again it was, I've always said it's been diminishing returns when you beat him but he's in a hot angle right now and this is the biggest win of Hobbs' career yeah which is weird because he didn't just win. He didn't squeak out and win. He just nerfed Chris Jericho. But I, I feel like
1: more so with Wardlow than him. They're just doing like kind of squash matches again. Squashing Jericho is a bigger squash
2: match. Much better than the people that Wardlow's out here. Is 100%. Squash. And
1: it's just like, damn, it's like we're going back to what they were three years ago. Yeah. Which is fine because they ended up gaining some good momentum. Can we make this one like well, we got to keep it. Yeah, that, like,
2: that's the issue. You have got you to restart this whole booking with both of them all over again because somewhere around the path from the last time you fucked it up. Well, yeah, you Hobbs wins the TNT title and then he drops it on a random episode of te- television and Warlow wins. it. And then he drops it at double or nothing to Luchasaurus and then they both kind of disappear. Yep. They Hobbs now has momentum like you can't fuck this one up like Warlow squashing jobbers. That's expected. Hobbs just beat one of the biggest names in the company in a squash match. You can't squander this momentum. The problem is, is I don't know if they can't squander it. I think they can squander it because they've done it before. Hopefully it leads to something, but it was a surprising result. And they put it on a major show, yeah. um, which is a big deal. Two things on this show that I was, I'm on the fence about. We had two title changes. Yep, Soraya losing Sheeta is the one that's a little bit more baffling to me. Because this women's division is in, is in a hellhole right now. And Sheeta winning, the, Sheeta winning the title means nothing. And everyone,
1: day one AEW, Marks love Sheeta. Yeah. And like three-time title. Every title reign she's had to me has been boring. I mean, Watching it's Pedro.
2: fine. She, she doesn't have a character.
1: No, she has good matches. Yeah. But no character. No, you got to build the program. Yeah. There's no like, she's not scary and unbeatable like Asuka. Yeah, she's not like for a second. Becky didn't have a character, and then she went into the man. She was just like the Irish lass, for yeah. Take kicker for a second, and it's just like yeah. Sometimes you gotta kind of tweak things to make it work, and especially when you have people now on the women's roster with characters, and you see how over it gets. Them. Yeah, I mean,
2: look, man, going into this match with Shire, like, what's the story? Seriously, I'm asking you, what's the story? Uh a good former champion versus the current champion. And some reason Soraya loses clean. Right. That's the end of her title run, right? On the title Tuesday in a match that like most people would have been like the title's changing hands. Yeah. No. The orange Cassidy thing we'll get to in a minute. This, it makes more sense. This, I was just like, why are we, what are we doing? Cause now she just got the title. Who's going to get it off her? I mean, I would assume Tony Storm's got to get this title off offer. Yeah, Somebody Tony. But there is no juice. Soraya, Tony. Is Tony a heel? I mean, it is real. She's like Again, she's another one. She's real hard to, not to boo right now because yeah. she's really good at her job, right? Like, she's really good at this shit. But she just like, she's just there, right? And she, she can wrestle, there's no denying that, but like you mentioned, Becky, you need a character or yeah. a manager or something Somebody to cheat for you, something to give us a reason to care. Yeah, she's just a white me baby face that
1: we have no reason to feel sympathetic or like get behind or like rally behind. She ain't cutting promos. No,
2: she like it's just been her to try. That's what I'm saying. Like, cut promos like this, mm, like Soraya. I feel like this is a missed opportunity because what you could have done with Soraya is she could have just been on. I'm trying to think of a, a title run to compare it to. Like, Edge, when he was a heel and had, had the WWE championship, yeah. he never won clean. Like, he cheated all the fucking yeah. time. Edge and Christian cheated all the time. That's what Soraya should be doing right now. Like, she should be one of those people that's like, God damn, she got one over again. So when you beat her, it means something. This didn't mean anything for anybody. It's a bad decision. And one thing, like, with WWE,
1: like, Trips brought over Joshi stars or legends and all this stuff. And really good wrestlers from Japan. Um, women and knock um, I guess Kenta didn't work but that's because he got hurt a million times Yeah, but Trips have been able to bring him over and when he does and they make it a point to give them a character to at least let them try to cut promos they let them cut Io Sky cuts promos in Japanese Yeah, but at least she's cutting a promo they'll subtitle it, you can feel emotion like they let her speak She's a full presser. Her English is getting better. They asked her about wrestling uh, Taylor Swift and all this stuff. Oh, and we got to talk about that. Yeah, too. the presser. Yeah. But it's one of those things where they at least let them try and they let them grow. And now Asuka has catchphrases and no one's ready for her. And there's always these things and it grows and endears them to fans. AW not even letting their Joshi
2: wrestlers try to cut promo. The, the, dude, the women's division is in hell. It, it really is. You lost Jade, which is. Forgivable at the end of the day, but Statlander has no momentum. There's nothing going on with this. She's his still team. champion? Yes, oh, but God. there's nothing really going on there. As we've said a billion times, like Tony needs to book somebody, he needs to hire somebody to focus on the women's division. Yeah. And he hasn't done that yet. And if you're going to do it, like you have five hours of television. If you can't pull it off of five hours, like what are we doing? Get Athena off of goddamn ROH because what she's been doing. Yeah, her and the crew are good. Like, give them time. Mm-hmm. Rampage, dynamite, like figure it out. These women need time to tell their stories, and they're not getting it. Tony's he has a blind spot for women's wrestling. He's got to fix it, definitely. And then the other title change: Orange Cassidy beats Ray Phoenix. I get this. It seems like Ray Phoenix is injured. I mean, look, he needs some time to heal up a little bit. He only got it because Moxie got hurt. Yeah, Moxie was supposed to come back, probably win the title here, but he's still hurt. He's still concussed. So it's like, all right, let's put it back on the original guy that had it. It's fine. Yeah, I get it. Because it's just been a myriad of injuries that have happened to everybody's had this title, and it's like the greatest story is like this cursed title. Mm-hmm. Do you really want this shit? Because you're gonna get hurt. The only one guy has been able to sustain without getting hurt, and you just put the belt on again. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. Yeah, but it, it, you his know, body was breaking down, and that's why he lost. And that was like the there was a great story that they told within. Orange Cassidy's a fantastic wrestler. It makes yeah. sense and, and Cassidy winning it. It
1: looked like he was excited, but he was exhausted, and like it was the perfect yeah. like everyone else excited for him, and he just kind of like.
2: My man brought out up the bag. The he he brought out the bag in the match. He's like I need someone to put in this bag. Yep. Let me get this title back. And then he wins. And the best friends like, all right, yeah, bro, confetti's falling. He's like, bro, I got this shit again. Oh fuck, but yeah, here we go like, again.
1: Oh,
2: I'm a marksman again. Yeah.
1: So, no, I I really liked the show. Again, the show could have spoken for itself, and I think they would have been better off. And hopefully, going forward, Tony kind of lets that happen because um, the talent deserves it. A guy like Swerve will get you over. Your company will be talking. Danielson still doing his thing, crushing it. It's just one of those things like, chill, man. Chill. Just, just you don't got to beef with people. Some people yeah. are never going to
2: like your product. Ever. And that's okay. And you want to know why? Because they're never going to like you. Yeah. The more that you do things, it's weird. I've always had this thing about uh people's faces, right? And Because... When people put their face on a product, the product no longer speaks for itself. People identify with the face of the product. Yeah. So if I don't like your face, <laughs> I don't like your product. You can make the best stuff ever, but I don't like you and you're at the front of this product. I'm not going to buy into it. Why right, people hide behind a logo. Right. Like you never see Ralph out there promoting Ralph Lauren. It's the damn horse. Right. Like Tony. Yes, you can do interviews to promote your product. Nobody's telling you not to do an interview. But to get on social media and then be antagonistic, you're going to create an atmosphere where people don't like you. Yeah. And because of that, they will refuse to watch your product. So people are petty. Yes. So, so that, just, just to prove a point. Yeah. yeah it's was was like, a great to oh, You want to prove? Because, man, I've watched the dialogue on social media. Like, ah, here's Tony again doing this. And I'm like, well, you're not really wrong. Like, it's WCW 2000. That's- They that's, go full Eric Bishop. Bruh, like, if you have- if you've watched WCW in the 2000s and you found a way to make this comparison, you are lying to yourself. Yeah. You are like, you are comparing Rakim to Silk to Shocker. Like, <laughs> WCW 2000 was dead. Yeah. Like, that product was awful. Terribly. Right. Unmasked Ray Mysterio. Like, there was a whole bunch of bad shit. AEW's not remotely close to that. The in-ring product is still fantastic. Ray Mysterio looked like a giant toddler. It was oh man, WCW <laughs> in two thousand. It's like when people say that I'm like, yo, did you watch that shit? You couldn't have. No, you couldn't have watching it. You couldn't have watched like what was that, Bash at the Beach or the Finger Poke of Doom? Like you couldn't have watched any of that shit to draw this comparison to current AEW. It's ridiculous. And again, AEW's they just got here five years. Yeah, I think just people point if you point out that like the inmates get to run the asylum, like that's a comparison. You I'm can do mind. that. That's fine. But like, no product. No nah, man. No, it's not. Nothing's run like WWE. Nothing. No. There's Ring of Honor. There's Impact. None of them run like WWE. There are plenty of places like Ring of Honor. Delirious was a wrestler and he was booking. Yeah. Right. PWG had Super Dragon. He was wrestling and he was booking. Like, it's normal for wrestlers to book. Regions had wrestlers book territories. This is a normal practice.
1: It's just very tough and weakly. Well,
2: yeah, it's tough based on the template that Vince McMahon set. Yes. Right. It's based you are, you are up against a juggernaut that has treated the industry much different than any other promotion before it or after it. So, yes, people are going to go, well, the inmates run the asylum. Well, that's like the case in most promotions. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you are doing weekly television and you have to cover your holes. Like, there are wounds that are showing on on social media and TV that you can't allow people to see. Fix it. That's it. Just fix yeah. it. But... Keep shit in-house. Let's start there. It's so impossible. Like, they, they can't do it. Like, they... They too many leaks. They
1: should be able to. They should. You're like absolutely right. WWE is like a huge company. There's well, leaks every now and then. There's a lot of leaks in WWE. But not if like, yo, this person doesn't like this person. They got slapped. Oh, no, no. no it, I agree. Like I agree. It's, you can leak like booking decision, people coming back, debuts. Sure. Those will get out every now and then, whatever. And people could choose to read those or they're not. Yeah. But like in-house, like, yo, this person doesn't like that person. And this person got slapped. And this person
2: got choked. And this is what happened. Like what? Well we hear like uh, we hear stories, but nobody corroborates those stories. That's what happens in WWE. <coughs> like I've heard everybody's heard about Andrade, I think it was whooping Sheamus's ass, right? But neither of them have ever talked about it publicly. No. So it goes away. Whereas in AEW, if there's a beef, somebody's gonna ask that person and that person's gonna respond, and then it just keeps going. Things backstage have like people have been doing bad things backstage for years. Where is Andrade? Uh, He wrestled like two weeks ago. Like, Sean Waltman was taking a shit in people's bags, right? Like, these <laughs> things funny. happened, right? But a lot of things were... Nobody spoke to those things that they happened. In AEW, if Sean Waltman takes a shit in in, in Jungle Boy's bag, Jungle Boy's going to go to social media. and like, he's took a shit in my bag. Right. And now it becomes a thing.
1: Why did we ask Sean Waltman about taking shits in people's bags? I
2: don't know, man. I love Sean. And he's, a, he's a friend of mine. And, and we've been talking about like, I, I was like, bro, pod, I just need to ask him about. He's this. got so many stories. Like you need to write a book. Like yeah. there, you are the one person in pro wrestling who has been everywhere, literally seen everything and been on the wrong side of history for a lot of things and have sobered up. And you can tell the story from a refreshing perspective and you don't have to lie like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You can tell the truth because yep. he's he's not a, he's he's ashamed of what happened. But it's his his truth. Yeah. And now he's just like, I can tell those stories. Yep. He, I, he dressed up as fucking Mark Henry. Yeah, he did. Hey, 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 like, wow, that was racist. And he knows it. Yeah. Like, and he's able to talk about that. But again, I watched Shawn Michael's documentary. The whole the whole documentary is like, I was a
1: horrible person.
2: Yeah. I'm sober now and I can talk. about <laughs> yeah, it. It's very easy to do that. But that's the difference between WWE and AEW. WWE, some shit happens backstage. Somebody gets slapped, somebody gets punched, there's a beef. They run in and be like, you, all y'all, shut up. Yep. AW, somebody, Jungle you Boy. Protect the business. Yeah. Jack Perry jumps out and says, he doesn't want me to jump through glass. The fuck are you doing? Nobody asked you. <laughs> no one cares. Like, what are you, what? God, our podcast are just telling life. Right. It's like, everybody, it's sad to say, but there is fear in WWE, right? especially when Vince was there. Oh, yeah. Say what you want about the old man, but there was fear. If you crossed him, oh, he might just let your ass go or he might bury you. We saw what happened to Hunter. Yep. Triple H got buried with some shit because he was the last man standing. Nash, they, they all left. Yep. And Hunter's like, all right, now what? And they're like, well, you're not winning King of the Ring now, bitch. It's like, damn, like this is what happened. There's punishments. There's consequences. AEW's consequences, like I fear for my life, fire him. Whereas there's no fear of Tony Khan. Nobody's scared of what Tony's going to do. There's fear with Vince. And that's why I've always said that Tony needs an enforcer backstage. I I say I've said it all the time. I think Somoa Joe should always be here. like when he's done, he's the guy guarding the door. You want to speak to two? No, talk to me first. Yeah. What up? Let me hear your idea. That's stupid. Go home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> all right,
2: Drew. Well, you can't talk to Tony. I want to talk to Tony. What you gonna do? You gonna fight me? I'm gonna whoop your ass. Like he needs like that's what Tony needs. Cause no, anybody can go in and shove Tony around. Tony's gonna be scared for his life for the rest of his life. They, but they need a buffer to make sure these he can't be don't get that out. accessible I
1: understand he's like, too accessible yeah like he wants to be friends with everyone he brings a man he's hugging and sh- no like even with Vince as big as asshole Vince was like he had like three people all the time yes maybe four like you, they knew his crew where if you wanted to get something over you would be like Michael Hayes come here or for a second Paul Heyman come here like you know he had a uh, what's his face he passed away he was, uh, the first
2: intercontinental champion it's right-hand man. Come on. I'm, I can't remember it. I on, know, I'm on know. the spot. Pat? Oh. Uh, Pat Patterson?
1: Pat Patterson. Thank you. Yes. sir. Yes, sorry. I blanked. But uh, Pat was always the right-hand man. Yeah. At his crib. There's like the pool party story. Like, they'll just go and they'll book whole fucking years of wrestling. Um, You go to Pat. Yeah. Yo. You I go to it, Jim Ross. You go to Like, yo, I, I think I like this. They go to Vince. And then your stories. <laughs> Of, like, people not talking to Vince for four years when they get to the oh, Bay roster. Yes. And then, like, finally getting in front of him and sitting down in the office. Like, it was a thing to finally be able to go. Jericho talks all the time. Like, yo, I knew I reached, like, cachet levels, but I could knock on the
2: door and actually go in and talk to Vince. Yeah, they are only, and again, I'm not saying anything that people don't know, so it's fine. Like, I know this because I've talked to people. Not everybody has access to Vince. No. Like, there are certain people that can go into Vince's office. There are certain people that are not allowed to go in Vince's <laughs> office. <laughs> And not even because like you're not allowed because he doesn't know who you are. Like he doesn't know your actual name. He may know your wrestling name. Yeah. He doesn't know who you are. So you don't have access to him. Tony should be the same way. I know he wants to create this society that's like, Oh, everybody's cool and jovial and I'm accessible and you can text me anytime. You don't, it's too much. Yeah. Everybody can't have their hands on. You have to have a buffer. And that's the only way the business will change for him. But again, the inmates running the asylum is a, is a trope that people want to use to, Predict the downfall of AEW. That won't be the downfall of AEW.
1: No, no. And they got too much money to fold. right now.
2: I mean, like, yeah.
1: WCW's Turner was like, I'm done with it. So yeah, the I money mean, it source, was a shit product. Yeah, the money source ran out, and that was the beginning of that. It was, it was shitty. Um,
2: I don't think Tony's going to let the money source. And they're bringing in new TV deals, all this shit. They're and fun. you were signing people that went into business for themselves. <laughs> right? You signed, like, when you got Hulk Hogan, you gave them creative control. Yeah. It was the biggest mistake you could have ever done. And he was like, I ain't losing to nobody. Whereas when you sign somebody like Danielson, he's like, I'm cool with losing. Yep. Yeah. that's what the business is about. Like they're signing the right people in AEW. They're not signing people that go into business for themselves. WCW's downfall was people that didn't want to put people. Yeah, over. it was towards the end, but they didn't want to recognize it was towards Mm-mm. the end. They're, like you saw, like Jericho, he was getting hot, and Goldberg didn't like him, and Jericho was like, "What the fuck, man? I'm mm-hmm. trying to put you up." Like Joe, everybody's seen the story. Jericho made that feud with Goldberg because it was only supposed to be one match, but he was so great. With Lil' Gilbert and all that shit. It was so great that they kept it going. But Goldberg didn't like Jericho. Jericho realized, oh, there's a ceiling here. I'm out. AEW, there's no ceiling on talent yet. There's no scenario where you look at talent and go, they'll never make it. There is a pecking order. But that's in all companies, big carters, main eventers, so on and so forth. But right now, you're looking at Swerve and be like, oh, he could be a champion. If you get hot, Like the sky is the limit. Because it's still relatively new. It's still new. You still have opportunity. Yeah. Whereas in, you know, at WWE there was talent. you were like, oh, these you're going to be a jobber forever. Yeah, in which that's changing a bit. It now. is now because like Gunther getting over. It's like oh, yeah. there's
1: a path here. Yeah, like I, I get it, and I can. At La Knight. They try to make him Max Maxine Dupree or Max Max Knight?
2: Dupree and Maxine Dupree. And Maxine is shifted over to Team Alpha, whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, Chad Gable and Otis. And she's so much better in that role. But yeah, they were going to... Be- Vince was hell-bent on burying them. Yeah, Max and male models and all this shit. He was hell-bent on... like. Then, now they're gone. He was... Like, it's funny when you look at those recent releases, you go, oh, shit, those are all Vince McMahon guys. Yep. Mad Cat Moss. Because we saw him, I was like, what is he doing on the main roster? And Chips was like, oh, sorry. Like, day Right. Like, get out of here. What is it, Captain Aziz?
1: <laughs> Colonel, <laughs> Colonel, Aziz, Aziz, Colonel right? Aziz,
2: right? Like... It's all WWE. Yeah. like all Vince McMahon. These are all Vince guys. It was like, we have, and Hunter was like, I have no use for these guys. Unfortunately, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. They don't fit my product. Yeah. I, I, they don't fit what I'm doing. Like the the Gunther is the most glaring story. Cause it was like, Vince was like, fuck this guy. Yep. I'm going to bury him. And Hunter was like, do you see how good he is? Vince was like, I don't like wrestling. I don't watch NXT. What are you talking yeah. about? He damn sure he watches
1: run overseas and in the Indies. No, nah, he has no NXT, idea. NXT, you can't like. Tripp signed him and knew, like, yo, this guy is special. It's like what, what we're watching with Dragunov right now. Yeah. Like, Vince so Brayland- Dragunov is not traditionally like the guy. And Tripps, he went to NXT UK. I was like, I don't get this guy at first. But, and then he wore the two different contacts. Then he started wrestling his ass off. And it was like him versus Pete Dunne had a feud. And I was just like, oh, this guy's nuts. Oh, he's, he's I was good. like, he's good.
2: But he, But they let him wrestle. Yeah
1: Right So that's that's like the And difference. then the character Developed off of the wrestling Yeah And his character was He's a baby face His whole character is I'm just crazy Yeah so I'll like, fight you I'll fight you <laughs> Like we don't gotta talk yeah. Like what are we talking for I'm just here to throw hands
2: Yeah and I was like, I like that fight. character <laughs> like, Yeah And that's what's that's, great about that's it That's the whole
1: character Like you talk I'm about this action So yeah. what What are we talking about
2: Yes. That's enough about AW. Let's talk about Fastlane before we get out yeah, of here. Yeah,
1: we can uh, close on this point. Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso,
2: Defeat the Judgment Day. I don't understand this at all. It was a long-ass match. I, like... You don't like title changes this week. Not, it, no, <laughs> it, it, like this one, it felt... I don't know what we're doing with this story right now. I thought it was a precursor, yeah, and I was pump fake. Yeah, well, like, so Cody and Jay beat Judgment Day. They get the titles and it's like ragtag tag -tag teams. We have all these tag teams and these two win it, right? Which is like all right, What is the story that we're telling with Cody and Jay right now? Cody's over like Rover. We have nothing to worry about with Cody. Jay also seems pretty over. over. Now you got these two working together. My problem with this is what happens the following night is they wrestle Owens and Sammy who were nuclear hot heading into WrestleMania and they just cooled them all the way the fuck off. Had them lose this tag team title match just like and then shake hands, like, oh well, Sarah, Sarah. I didn't understand. I think that. It,
1: it's building. I get like it made no sense for Fastlane, obviously. No. But it's um building towards
2: war games, right? So. But with who? Judgment Day. But again, did you have to do the title switch to do that? Well, I I
1: I don't think so, but the title switch came because McDonough finally messed up. The reason they got it is because J.D. McDonough.
2: The J.D. McDonough stuff is, is getting more goofy because I still don't understand why Damian so, Priest is so mad at him all the time. I don't know.
1: But finally he goofed. And Priest was like, I knew it. It's like, bro, you would have had this without him. So now he tries to choke him. To death. Yeah. <laughs> Just has him like, and they're trying to coexist within Judgment Day. And he costs Priest because he hit him in the knee. Now, Priest can't cash in because he's injured. And Rhea's like, yo, you're not going to cash in and be half of what you are and mess up this chance. So she takes the briefcase away. And it's just when I was like, yeah, it's going into, and they're setting up the November pay-per-view so I can see it. And then the same thing, like, so then you have Cody and Jay, I think they could have done it without being tag champions, but whatever. Wrestle the next night on Raw and Sammy and Kevin and Sammy and Kevin are really not, or Sammy is, but Kevin's not really about that. Like, yo, I can trust Jay and all. And you just earn their respect. Like, yo, we'll give you the rematch you didn't have because you guys kind of got screwed out. Like, you guys, we're tag champ. Come on, we'll give you a shot at the belts. Just because we cool, like, the best man wins. We beat you. All right, now let's squash this shit. Like, stop acting stupid. All right, you're in the respect in the ring. Shake hands. So now those four are together. The other four is in turmoil. This four is strong. And then now you carry this into war
2: games. I guess. It's
1: very short-sighted because after you hit war games and that's over, you better put something in place at war games. Right. Because
2: now what? The only thing that I can have that resembles any kind of logic is this is how you get Cody back to SmackDown. Because if you have the titles, it's a loophole. Jump back and forth. You can wrestle the bloodline on SmackDown and Jay and Cody can wrestle solo and Jimmy, and you can set the ball in mode. That's the only reason. And if they're not doing that, I don't know what we're doing. But we also got to split these damn tag team titles up.
1: Yeah, at some point.
2: Because it's getting there's weird There's too many now. good tag team. Yeah, there's a lot of good... You but gotta, the Street Profits should probably be holding those up to make yeah. that group feel special. It's like, we got to we gotta do something, but we're using it as a device. So I'm I'm not sure about it. The match was... It was long. It was fine. It wasn't offensive. Overall, I thought WarGames... I mean, WarGames... Fastlane was just like an okay pay per view. Like, that okay. no, was, right. was like, when it ended, I was like, all right, that's it. Survivor Series and Wargame is going to be so much better than this. Yeah, yeah Survivor Series should be much better than yeah. this. Yeah, and it's just like, all right, it's, it's weird. I have a question. This is not a big deal, but I'm trying to understand the logic of Jade Cargill shows up to Fastlane on the pre show. Yeah. And then she disappears into the mist. They don't show her ringside, they don't show her oh. speaking to anybody. She just shows up looking fantastic. Oh, she's here. Nothing else. She shows up to NXT, did the same exact thing. What exactly is the purpose of trotting her out there and not
1: doing anything? People seem to like her, and I guess they're just trying to carry the momentum of the signing. And it's like, where is she going to be? Is she going to be NXT? Is she going to be on this brand? When is she going to debut? Like, it's just keeping the anticipation up and semi-visible
2: While she's working in the background, I mean, I think, all right, one, putting her on the pre show at Fastlane is weird to me. Pre show is odd. It's like, they ran it during the regular show. Yeah, you ran it back, but pre show is like, Fastlane is kind of like a throwaway pay per view to begin with. Yeah. If there's a narrative, if they started to establish a narrative of a bidding war for Jade's services, then I'd be like, all right, this all makes sense. But she literally shows up, she walks in, shakes Hunter's hand, shakes Sean's hand, and I'm like, where is she going? Have meetings in the back, sir. Just have meetings. But, but say that. Say like, oh, she's beating with such and such. Or, oh, she's... She showed her shake hands with the guys. But, no, no, there. no. She just shakes hands and then everybody just disappears. She did it again. She showed her... At least said something like, you ready?
1: Yeah. Are we ready?
2: You know I'm ready. And then it was like, all right,
1: let's go home.
2: Because that's what they, cause they... don't watch wrestling. They like... Uh, sooner or
1: later, you got to just park her like front. Just tease yeah, that what I'm she's saying. going. Again, don't let her wrestle. No. No. She should not make an in-ring debut... Until the Rumble. But you can tease that she's, like, scouting. What? Do I want to go after Rhea in that belt? Right. No, all right. No, like, and all she's doing is talking to higher-ups. That's it. But, like, put her in there and just just have her watch. Like, have her show up and watch Io. Just will be like, okay. Like, oh, she's scouting. Have her, oh, Becky got the match?
2: All right, I'm going to watch Becky. Just see who she's picked and just intimidate people just with her presence. You know what, I'd be so, what would be so great? This is just my opinion. First of all, we need more Stokely on television. <laughs> That's right. If Stokely was her agent, and he was the one negotiating her deal in WWE, like, Jade really didn't say anything. It was like Stokely trying to sell them on Jade. Not even sell, like, the highest bidder, like, squeezing. Yep. It'd be such a great way to use Stokely. The, the misuse of Stokely is a crime right now. It's one of the biggest atrocities in pro wrestling because he's that good. Well, you got to get out of AEW. Yeah, but I'm, uh, even in AEW, like, he deserves my no, yeah, time. yeah. He's so good. Like, even but, the
1: promo he ran, like, last week. He's the funniest man on Twitter.
2: So if you would have had Jade, like, this is my agent, and he'll be speaking on my behalf, and Stokely would do enough goofy, smart, fun shit. Like, he'd probably carry a car- cardboard cut out of Jade. Yeah. I got Jade with me today. Like, these things would have progressed the Jade story. And, and tease the shit people are talking. Have him sit down yeah. with the
1: new H.E.R.D. business. Right. And be like... Pitch me your idea. Yeah, like, like talk just, to me. Yeah, just
2: on SmackDown, he's Let you taking know, notes. Is she, is she going to meet Little Kim? Like, yeah, things like yeah. that <laughs> would make this work so much better. It'd be silly, but it's like, it's a way to keep Jay front of mind without putting Jade in these weird, like, hey, shake hands in the spirit. Yeah. I just thought it was weird. They just want her to be on TV and look like a million bucks. But how long can you do
1: this before you debut her? Uh, not as frequently, but if it's just pay-per-views? Yeah, you got to slow it down. Like um, Again... You can have her just at Survivor Series looking and scouting opponents, right? Yeah. You can then, in December, if you have to, you could no music, not debut her music, but just come back from break and have her on commentary for like the women's time.
2: Yeah, I I mean. Just just, looking a million bucks. Give her just her presence. Just her presence. I just got to know what it leads to. But if her music hits before Rumble, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, because don't do
1: that. I don't want to know what her music sounds like. I don't know, want to know what her gear looks like. I want her, it to hit at, like, number five, and the people be like, what? And place erupts.
2: Yeah, I want, I want it to be nuts. I want her to get all the pyro. Every, I want to have the ma- most magnificent entrance. But don't blow your load so early just, like, trotting her out there for no reason.
1: By the way, Nia Jax, is a complete aside, calling out Raquel Rodriguez for being a back flexer. Is the funniest shit. Mid-match. Yeah. It's like, you with your fucking back muscles. I was, like, I was like, damn, you just buried her. <laughs> just buried her. Was it's like, great zone. It's was like, funny. yes, I've been thinking about this shit the whole time. Uh We had a six-man tag match, which was a five-man tag match for a second. Street Profits, Bobby Lashley, which is cool. The narrative is Street Profits are not mean enough to win. Yeah. Um, they got to get this edge, so they lose again. Because Carlito finally makes his debut, comes out with LWO, that I thought was breaking up. Well, it's this again.
2: It's long in the tooth. This is getting weird to me, right? Yes. Hey, it's Carlito. He's going to turn the tide. Who? Why? Carlito? I'm not sorry that Carlito's a bad wrestler, but they're like, he's back. I just saw this motherfucker. Yeah. I just saw him in Puerto Rico. You're not surprised. It's not like a big surprise. Backlash. And it's like, all right, so now we got the Latino world order, and now Carlito, I guess, is in it, but what is his job in this group? I don't know. This is just going to end in
1: a survivor series 4 versus 4
2: match. It feels yeah. like they're just dragging this shit out because you know you got to turn you, you have you have somebody. to turn. Yeah, somebody got to turn. Yep. And it ain't going to be Ray. Ray no. is like he's never been healed. So we'll see. Yeah, but that seems like the
1: next natural 4v4 survivor series style match.
2: Yeah, I just don't know how yeah, I guess. Have it. We'll see if they have it cuz it's not war games. so. I don't know. And then
1: Eel Sky versus Charlotte versus Oscar,
2: I hated Charlotte in this
1: match. I, why is she in this match? She was just a base. I know, but, but I'm She t- did her flippy shit. I'm tired of her. It was unnecessary. A, a one-on-one, they gave him 17 minutes.
2: Oscar versus EO Sky one-on-one with so 17 banger. minutes. Like, you're blowing it, guys. Banger. Like, I didn't need this match to even happen right now. Like, they could have done without EO versus, uh, like, they could have done a completely different match. And got us to EO versus Asuka at Survivor Series, and I would have been all for it. So throw away pay per view, and then you throw Charlotte in this match, and you're waste. You're wasting my time because all I want is EO and Asuka. Yes. I don't want Charlotte. Stop dragging it out. Yeah, like what are we doing here? And then Bailey gets involved, which is whatever. Charlotte Bailey will be the next feud again. But <sighs> that's
1: cool. It's uh, a mid card feud. Yeah, and I, I, I like you know, and it seems like Bailey might be going face again. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. She's growing who, the hair out.
2: Yeah. And that was always my theory. Once it comes back, yeah. Get that ponytail go. It, which could be great. Monster pop. I still don't like the Charlotte Plays baby face. I think she's a terrible she's baby face. Baby. Yeah. She's just a less cocky heel. Yeah. No one she's not likable.
1: No, man. And I say that with the best. Like regards.
2: She's just it's not true. like. Her. You're you're a heel. Yes. That's who you are. Um, John Cena, LA Knight versus the bloodline. Again, as I'm watching this match, I'm like, this is cool, but What's next? Yeah, like what exactly are we doing here? Um, Roman's coming back on Friday. Right. And he's gonna have to trash Jimmy, like, hey man, you think you run this shit? You don't run shit. Jimmy, All right. yeah. I gotta go handle some business, right? But it Roman versus Cena seems like the next natural thing. We've done that already. What's, we did that at SummerSlam a couple of years ago.
1: Okay, no, I just there it's about to be a Saudi bag. Well,
2: me. that's what I'm saying. And that's Jessica the only reason that. why we're doing it. And and Hollywood's getting back to being Hollywood. Yeah. So
1: it's like, yo, Cena, just do your real quick, do me a favor, get this Saudi bag. If you got to go
2: film a movie, he's like, he got a movie coming just, out soon. Just don't feed LA Knight to Roman. No. Like, don't squash that momentum yet, right? Like, let LA Knight breathe. Like, have him with a one-on-one match with Solo. Yeah. Do something else. But I don't even know if you can feud with the bloodline because that's Cody's feud. And yeah. LA Knight gets caught up. But he's not really like Cody's... Un- he can't be no. underneath Cody. So, I, I don't know. Cena,
1: and then they teased... They didn't tease. AJ Styles got his ass whipped by them and John... Yeah. So AJ Styles is going to probably come from Revenge, and I think Styles-Roman is probably the Survivor Series match. That makes sense.
2: Just leave um, L.A. And- unless you go title and champ versus champ. Nah, Roman, nah. Seth. And you man. can't do that. You can't do that right now. You got to, like... you prince and money. I mean, you could do it if the Priest is going to cash you. Ooh. And we'll not on Roman. He just walks by
1: Roman and cashes in on him.
2: Well, yeah. yeah, Roman, the beat down, and Seth yeah, yeah. Seth has been beat up, like his body yeah. is beat up you could you could do that if that's the route they want to go, but it's really hard to build that program with Roman and Seth because you don't want to make Seth look weak unless you're going to move the title off of. so we'll see yeah. how they do that, and then Seth Rollins, Nakamura. it was a good last man standing it match. was a good last man standing match. it Just was poor knock <laughs> yeah he can't can't but win the feud
1: is. Really good, yeah. And few, now he's wrestling wait, Ricochet next week, which wait, is gonna be fun.
2: Yeah, which is I mean, it's fine, but it's like a step down. Yeah, and so at least he's
1: not completely disappearing. And he'll swag down, knock like he, this is. I, he looks tremendous. Trolley. Like
2: yeah. there's there's things you can do with Nakamura, even though he lost this feud with Rollins, which is now over for all intents and purposes. Yep. Like you've lost like three matches. It's over. It's it's Rollins versus Drew. Man. Yeah, yeah, which is I'm fine with it because Drew's like playing this this tweener thing yeah. now. I'm fine with this. Um. I just hope, like, I hate it for Ricochet. It was like, you kind of got to lose to Nakamura because Nakamura's yeah, a lot hotter than yeah, you right now. Yeah, just make him look good. Ricochet's on TV every week. He's just happy not to be in cater. Yeah, that's it. Yo, you're you pay me
1: money? Let me wrestle. I don't got to win. I don't care about titles. Yeah. I'm on TV. I was
2: in cater and chilling, doing nothing. Yeah, get to work. My girl's here. I'm good. Yeah, so it was fine. So the thing I want to get to is the post fight, the post show press conference. And the big hoopla. The best part in is somebody asking guy about wrestling Taylor Swift. Yeah. It turned out to be Tyrese Halliburton or whatever. Basketball. player. Was it? Yeah. What the fuck is Tyrese Halliburton asking this question? It was question? in Indianapolis. He was just a guest media guy. Sure. Okay. So Tyrese Halliburton question. asked this question, and people are up in arms. How, why would you ask this stupid question? And I saw, uh, shout out to Cameron Hawkins, was just like, this is very strange to me. Like, why is everybody so mad? Because, you know, wrestling journalism should be taken seriously. And I'm like, full stop. There are dumb questions asked at every... Like, if you've been with us at a UFC press conference, I've had to endure some dumb-ass questions. I remember Home and Gardens was there at a Mayweather fight asking Floyd about his backyard after a fight. Please don't <laughs> tell me anything about bad questions at a press conference. Yes. They exist. Also, there's this idea that this should be taken serious. It's a pro wrestling press conference, right? The big issue with this, because AEW does them too, there's a challenge with: Are you in character? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it's they're just shoot, yeah, up there and
1: then sometimes character. It's-,
2: it's it's a very blurred line. Like if I go interview Denzel Washington about the Equalizer, he's not going to be the equalizer, <laughs> right? He's fucking Denzel Washington. I know who I'm interviewing, but if he is in character, then I'm like, I can't do this shit. If I'm interviewing Keanu Reeves, like I'm John Wick, like no, the fuck you're not. But in pro wrestling, you can do that. Yeah. And to say a question about Taylor Swift is that's not, dude, you can't take this is pro wrestling. You cannot take this shit seriously. Because even EO is like, what? And it's funny because it's a buzzy little thing, but it's- like- I pay good money to watch Taylor Swift wrestle. And I want would.
1: Vigilante shit to be her entrance theme song music, and that place would rock.
2: It would be great. But the, at the ultimately, for anybody who's trying to take pro wrestling journalism seriously, one, most people that cover pro wrestling don't know shit about journalism, right? No. Two- They're just fans that up
1: the ante so not, so much that you get a following cachet and then-
2: Right. And journalism has been so bastardized over the years across the board, not just in pro wrestling and, and combat sports and music and entertainment. It's bad. Like the worst people get to ask the questions, right? And the, they're the first ones to grab the mic and ask something stupid. Yep. I don't care about asking EOSKY about Taylor Swift. I just don't. It's not, would I ask that question? No, because that's not what I do. But am I mad about it? No. Like I don't, it's pro wrestling, it's a like press conference. At, It is a press conference for something that had predetermined results. Yep. And we're gonna have we gotta take this shit. Don't ask a stupid question. Motherfucker, you know how many dumb things I've watched in pro wrestling? (laughs) In general. Yes. Yo, there was a wrestling match where The Miz got ate by zombies. Yep. You're telling me to take this shit seriously? Came back the next day. Right. Like nothing happened. AJ Styles was thrown off of a building. Yo, he got murdered. (laughs) Him and Rey Mysterio. (laughs) They died. And they just came back to work. Raymond Mysterio has I pulled out. Yes, he did. And if you're telling me I got to ask a serious question after seeing that shit, get the fuck out of here. Y'all take this shit way too seriously. If you're a storyteller in wrestling journalism, if you want to call that, like if you do interviews with talent as not talent as the individual and your brand is to tell stories, then do that. That's great. Yeah. Then you're actually, you're an actual journalist. Right. But if you're worried, if you're trying to get your story off at a press conference, you're in the wrong fucking business. Yeah. Like Cameron Hawkins. He's an actual journalist. Right. Like I have. He writes about these people and the stories behind, like, in, behind the character. I've been to plenty of press conferences. I don't always ask questions at press conferences unless it's something I really want to know. They always try to give you the mic. though. They do. <laughs> they do. But it, sometimes, like, nah, I don't really got nothing to ask. But it's like, you know, for instance, the Spence Crawford fight. They gave me the mic first. Of course I'm going to take it. I got questions. Yeah. I got legitimate questions. But I like see press conferences. There's a lot of times where I watch people ask, so Dana, who's the next fight? You know he's not gonna tell you. Can't make fights. Yeah, I don't make fights the same night, even though he's There's done lot, it before. Yeah. But I know what there is and not to ask, but I've I've seen plenty of people, we know them, that just get the mic because they want FaceTime to ask stupid ass questions. Plenty of them. But then you go, oh, pro wrestling, man, you're ruining pro wrestling journalism. What? You are you serious right now? You're ruining it? It never existed. Right? Like yeah. Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez. Sean Ross Sapp, those guys do wrestling journalism. They do ratings numbers. There are other people. Uh, Justin of Sports Illustrated. We talk about Cameron Hawkins. Stories that I've done. We do storytelling in pro wrestling. None of us, none of us went to that saw that press conference and was like, get that guy out of here. It's fucking Tyrese Halliburton. He'll buy your life. <laughs> like, what are do we doing? Yeah. This is so dumb. It was so stupid. And that's the <clears throat> biggest thing. It's like, yo,
1: if you're that sensitive over a question. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, and cherry on top was Cody and Jay completely showing up. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Smacked. Smacked. And they didn't even care. (laughs) They didn't care at all. It was so good. (laughs) Because Cody, look, I, aside from the goofy neck tattoo, (laughs) I think that Cody, his his current run in, in WWE is so incredible. Because I see him enjoying himself in ways that he didn't enjoy himself when he was in WWE before, and that's all because he went outside the business, created a business, and he knows what he wants now. I don't like. Did you see the video of him like with the the kid that held up the sign that was like, "Oh, if you follow," that I I love that version of Cody Rhodes. He doesn't take himself too seriously, so he's in this press conference, and what was it, uh? what the hell? Do you feel me? You feel you me? Feel me? You feel me? <laughs> and he's like, sir, do you feel them? That's what I love. Like, this is the stuff I love about the press conference is built for shit like this. Yeah. Personality. Cody's great, but that's what, this is what they do. But that was the, that moment. Cause Jay, again, Jay is such a good interview because <laughs> yeah. I swear he's one of us. Yeah. hundred percent. I was like, bro, like I, I've interviewed him before. I've been around shit. We have just around him at, at Wiley mania. Yep. They're like the homies. And watching him say, do you feel me? You feel me? And Cody having to finally ask, sir, do you feel him? Classic. That's what this stuff is built for. Don't worry, don't worry about a Taylor Swift question. Worry about that great
1: title. Like, and again, it it makes for I don't need this to be an elongated title run or anything. No. Nah. Just further what you need or further, have him drop the belts. DIY is back together. Which is um, great. Which is great. And give Gargano back his original music.
2: Hey, man. People are so confused. I don't know what that, like, they play that music. I was like, who is this? And then Gargano came in, and I was like, man, give me Rebel Heart, the original, original version. version. Yeah, at least they brought, like, the woman vocals back, which is cool. But it's still the, the beginning don't hit the same. Yeah, you got to have that, that 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 80s guitar. So, like, come yeah. on, man. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, once the crowd figured out like, oh, it's good. Like, like, oh, but th- you shouldn't have a crowd have to wonder that long. Like, what is yeah, what is, is, is this? Who is it? Yeah, Oh, Yeah, Johnny Gargano. All right. Um, so
1: they gotta be on a path to like title chasing in a second because yes. they're such a good tag team. And that's when you turn the tag team division into what Gunther has done for the IC title. When it's like, Okay, we furthered feuds and did everything with these. Now it's on the best tag team we've had come through NXT outside of the revival. So it's like those two are one A and one B, like they're finally back together on the main roster, let's have wrestling match. Yeah, let's go. It's time to, like, have some classics again. Like, let's on this go. Shit. So, I I think they're going towards that. But we'll see. We'll see how everything plays out over the next week. AEW looks like they're going to have monthly pay-per-views going forward. So, plenty to talk about there. WWE, obviously, is doing the same. So, we'll recap pro wrestling next week if uh, some major goes down. And... Yeah, I mean, boxing to talk about next week. You UFC oh, we pay-per-view got to prep for.
2: Listen, we did, we talked about the main event changing at UFC. Now Usada's out of the, the UFC. Now we got. Connor's back. Kamara Usman versus Hanzai Kamayev at UFC too. Like, we got so much MMA to talk about so last much. week. We were just scratching the surface. It's, yes. It's a lot.
1: So, it's that pay-per-view has gotten exponentially better <laughs> yeah. by the, just with those changes. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. And... That'll probably be on Tuesday because it's so just fucking packed it's um, of a show as long as nothing else happens to change that card, hopefully, between now and then. So that's going to be really fun. We appreciate you all for listening. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Eyes Studios for holding it down, making it happen, everyone in a booth. Make sure you guys follow us on all the social platforms. Listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends about it. We appreciate you
2: all. Until next time, we're out. Peace.